One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Off The Beat and Track Podcast. I'm your host, I'm Stu Whiffin. It's another week, therefore it's another episode. Today's episode, I sit down with Henry from Seagulls and we have a lovely chat and we talk about all the things that we like to talk about on this podcast. Essentially records and, and life stories and journeys, creativity, all the good stuff. Before we get on with today's episode, a few thank yous. Uh, I'd like to thank Scroobius Pip, everybody at the Distraction Pieces Network, I'd like to thank 76 for producing this podcast. And most importantly, you lot. Thanks ever so much uh, for just being nice and supporting this podcast. And uh, as we fast approach 400 episodes, um, who'd have thought it? And uh, yeah, it's uh, every single one is, uh, is an absolute joy. And when I see that people are, you know, are messaging, sharing and liking and tweeting, that they're enjoying it, then, uh, yeah, makes me very happy. Um, so thank you. If this is your first time listening to Off The Beat and Track podcast, uh, may I suggest when you get to the end of this episode with Seagulls to go and check out the back catalogue because, like I say, there's nearly 400 episodes now and if you like your indie stuff, you can hear me talking to uh, Orlando Weeks, uh, formerly of the Maccabees. You can hear me talking to Suede, Idols, Sleaford Mods, Oh, gosh. I mean, when it comes to the killers, um, and if you like things a little heavier, you can hear me talking to Foo Fighters, Motley Crue. Um, you can hear me talking to the producer that is responsible for Nirvana's Nevermind and Smashing Pumpkins and Sonic Youth. You can hear me talking to Butch Vig. Uh, we talk about raving a little bit on this podcast. And if you like a bit of raving, go and check out my my uh, my interviews with Fatboy Slim, Sagala. Um, oh gosh, there's loads of stuff um, in that area as well. And comedy, you know, I've I've been so blessed to have spoken to some absolute comedy legends, whether it be James Acaster, whether it be Ed Gamble, oh, Jade Adams, um, Maisie Adam, uh, Reese James, Stax. So there's so much for you to get your teeth into. And, you know, you can get that wherever you get your podcast, Spotify, Acast, where, wherever you're getting this one from. So uh, the best thing to do is subscribe because I put out two episodes every week. And so, uh, yeah, that way you won't miss anything. And it helps, you know, it helps with the algorithms, I imagine. I'm, I'm no expert on stuff like that. Um, and yeah, okay. Well, look, I think um, we're done. All I say is your one-stop shop to find out about uh, back catalogue and... Uh, Patreon, if you'd like to be generous, it costs you a dollar a month and you get loads of content there. You get to watch all the episodes as well. Uh, and like I say, it's 70-odd p a month and, uh, and it all goes in the pot to help, you know, finance the the, uh, the, the the production of this podcast. 
Um, yeah, your one-stop shop, www.offthebeatandtrackpodcast.com. Okay, please enjoy today's episode of Off The Beat and Track Podcast with Henry of Seagulls. Right, I've got to take a quick break in this podcast because I've got some super exciting news. Off The Beat and Track Podcast is proud to go into partnership with the Cacao Bar from Hotel Chocolat. That's right. The Cacao Bar is not a chocolate bar. It's all the best bits of a chocolate bar put into a really exciting new alcoholic range. That's right. Gin, vodka, and a beautiful range of cream liqueurs. So one of the big bonuses of this partnership is obviously I'm super thrilled to have Hotel Chocolat working with us, but they sent me a great big box of this stuff. And I'm telling you, it's amazing. Go and check it out, www.hotelchocolat.com or over on the socials at Hotel Chocolat. But yeah, in the coming months, there's going to be opportunities for you to get involved with competitions with us, to win bottles of stuff. There's loads of exciting things coming soon, and I can't be more happy to say that this podcast is in partnership with the Cacao Bar from Hotel Chocolat. All right, let's get back to the podcast. It's off the beat and track podcast on the Distraction Pieces Network. It means stew with him. Okay, we are recording. Henry, how are you today? I'm very good, thank you. Yeah, I've got it's very sunny. I'm trying to avoid a sort of line of sunlight direct to the eye, so I'm sort of sitting in an odd position, sort of sitting sideways. Where where are you today? Uh, I am in. Uh, I'm in uh, my house but you know in a i'm in a bedroom i'm in a bedroom slash office slash well not office slash if you can call making music an office yeah slash like um little makeshift studio when needed nice london yeah london yeah i'm in london yeah yeah hi where about you i'm just outside london in essex awesome yeah yeah, I wouldn't refer to Essex as awesome, but uh, but yeah, <laughs> it'll it, it do, mate. <laughs> um, well, before we get on to the playlist, uh, I just want to ask you, Henry, how you found the the sort of 18 months that we was in lockdown? How you found that personally and how you found it creatively? Uh, I think creatively, it was great. You know, um, and it it basically get, gave the time to be able to write this new album. But personally, I was all personally it was all right. It started all right, you know. And then towards the end, like halfway through, I was thinking, I don't know if I've got a live business to come back to. I don't know if we're going to be able to be touring ever again. You know, like everything seems so uncertain. I was like, I don't know if the culture of live music you know, that kind of felt like it fell into question. Yeah. In my head, you know, I was like, I started really worrying about that. Um, and that was sort of the main thing. I just hated it. You know, obviously, like like everyone just like, it's kind of just rubbish not hanging out with people properly and all that, all that. So, so that was sort of that side of it. But to start the first few weeks, first three weeks, I was just chilling, drinking coffee. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I was like this. Great, the weather was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> the first three weeks were fine. It was good um, that we had that sort of blissful few weeks of sunshine, completely unaware that 
this shit was going to go on for fucking two years. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It was like... So basically now, yeah. I mean, and uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. So I was quite pleased I didn't think that, realise that. I think we were all in that headspace, weren't we? TV, actually. There was a lot... They put, they put on the sort of rubbish TV, like, movie channels. I'm not going to name... I'm not going to throw shade at any movies. But, like, the, the quality of film went right up, actually. So yeah. about nine o'clock every night, <laughs> instead of going on Netflix or whatever, like, you just switch on, like, the whatever movie channel. And it was just... The films were great. <laughs> really, like, advertising revenues gone up for television or something. So they bought, like... Some fantastic action films, plenty of stuff with Denzel Washington, <laughs> whatever. Like, we had loads of Kevin Costner. Uh, yeah, what more was, do you want? What more do we want? So, that did keep the spirits up, uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, but creatively, um, I think it actually, like, for the initial, you know, it because there was nothing else to do and it was just a stop, stop from touring, stop from. Yeah, stop from not really knowing what the hell we were doing with the first album, which was right. You know, it was just a rush and noise, and that was the album, yeah. you know, and ideas. And then it stopped, and it just, like, made me think, right, what do I really want to mean? What do I... What's What am I thinking at the moment, you know? You know, about, like, growing up and, and life, and, yeah. And then it just made me very in the moment and uh, and quite aware of songs maybe I hadn't written before. Um, yeah, so, and it, and it created this album and it came about very fast, you know, largely, was, you know, it was the catalyst for the, for the time to make the album. I wouldn't call it a lockdown album. It's not about lockdown, mm-hmm. but um, it, it, it helped massively creatively, I think. It's, I suddenly felt like we were making music that was so much, that was like better, you know, it's a month either side, somehow, somehow it just start, started getting so much better. And I don't know, it felt really, it felt like a bit of a gift, really. So it was easy in that way, creatively, yeah. Cool. Let's start your playlist. Tell yeah. me the song, Henry, that you think's got the greatest ever intro. Greatest ever intro, I think, is Intro by the XX. That's quite meta, yeah. Um, it's the whole song. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I'm surprised no one's ever... I've done about 380 of these podcasts now, and no one's chose that, which is surprising, because I imagine... Well, I know for a fact, if you type intro into Spotify, that comes up very quickly. Yeah. Uh, and it's... It was also, aside from, like, you know, the, the, the furore that the XX caused when they first dropped was just huge... Okay. And the amount of mashups with that intro, like I, I'm, <clears throat> I them, yeah, yeah. I, I used to sort of DJ out lots around around London then, and uh, there was one with XX with DMX uh, party up. Oh mate, yeah, <laughs> off the chart. It really was. I think I know that one. I can't. Yeah, I remember like when I remember there was the there was a notorious B.I.G. that they did yeah. across loads of them, and then the big one, you know, obviously was Juicy with Stars. Mm. I think like that, that was I think the best of, on the album that was mashed up. Like that yeah. was a great mashup. But yeah, I can't I can't remember. I remember that D.M.X. one being around, but I can't like remember it in my head. Yeah. But do you know what I mean? Like I couldn't sing it. 
Yeah. Um, it weren't party up. It was X going to give it to you. Uh, that was the name of the mashup, if I remember rightly. Yeah. But, um, yeah. When you approach songwriting and essentially intro, the way that I imagine lots of people that buy your music um, consume their music in a far different way to how many people did maybe, say, 10 years ago. Um, when you're writing, do you are you aware and, and is it a consideration that, you know, people are finding their music on? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. TikTok and things like that. And that kind of grab them from the beginning, you know, like going big with that intro, get on them Spotify playlists. You know, I guess it's still, people still want radio play, but I know there's a lot of emphasis now you know, to get exposure via these other means. And does any of that filter through into the sort of artistic process of what you do? Or is it like, look, our song's our song. And, like, you know, how much consideration is given to to pulling them in and grabbing them quick in a very, you know, in, in a world where people's attention spans appear to be getting a little, a little shorter? I'd say we've been pretty, if anything, there's more, in, there's more intros on this album than the last one. Right. As intros go or whatever. But um, I think it's just what's right is right. I remember there was a little discussion to cut the beginning of a song called Paracetamol Blues, half that, and it was just like, why, you know? I think I think it sounds better for what it is, so it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to go either way. But no, I think it's, it's the song is the song. I'm sure there is consideration with the guys, you know, if, if anyone's, like, in, in producing it, but... I think when it comes to the band, no, and and there wasn't really. I think it's just we always just try and make sure our songs are always quite immediate anyway, and that's kind of our style. Or like you got to grab it, you know. So if that is in an intro like like lonely, which is like 
hook straight away. I mean, it's just a great intro. Then that's in that. And then if not, it's in a lyric straight away. But yeah, I nah, it's just mainly like what 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 is right in the writing process, you know? And I I just say like we've just this album's just sort of it just sort of we've just played with intros a bit more, yeah. you know, just because it's fun or it sounds good. You know, <laughs> like yeah, I just just thinking about that. But yeah, um I just think it's hard, it's so hard to sort of be like, oh, this is what's going to get a great yeah. spot on my list. I mean, I, as long as it sounds, it's got to have purpose, everything in the song. Like, we've always felt that. So that should essentially cover that off already. But I don't know if, like, I, I don't know. I wouldn't know how to be like, this is definitely going to get that spot sure. Because I think, like, with TikTok and all that kind of thing, like, sometimes a really, it could be, like, the most polished thing or, like, whatever or sometimes it's a really sort of lo-fi kind of sound that just makes it on tiktok and there's you know i feel it's it's so random that and it might be an intro it might be a middle bit you know it's, it's so random that you can't really you can't really second yeah i really guess for that so you just got to do what's right for you so i think there's been no point in trying to make something to fit in a new medium that may disappear quite fast as well you know yeah. It's got to be like, does it feel right? Yeah. I'm going to ask you for track two to tell yeah. me the first song you remember hearing that had an emotional impact on you, please. I think, so I wrote this all, I got these questions and I was like, I think it's just going to be truthful if I just write, I was sitting on the bus and I was like, I'm just going to, what comes in? And I'm pretty sure I remember it was Run by Snow Patrol. Okay. And uh, I just remember, and kind of like that intro is just amazing, but the sound on it i remember heard it on my brother's laptop he got a laptop who's the like he had a laptop sony vio or something and he just played it you know and i'd never heard it before and i just thought i just gave i just cared about the song do you know what i mean i couldn't explain it i was very young i don't know i think i was eight or something like that you know and i was just like I just like remember just being like, this is just an amazing song, and it, like, and it's just full of emotion and stuff. I thought the guitars were so emotive, just everything in it. Um, and I know I used to like just think that the song was on the laptop, so I'd want the laptop to be around, and maybe for you know, I was quite a shy kid, so I was yeah. like, maybe turn, maybe run or go on. And it was like one of his favorite songs at the time, so it would come on. Yeah, you know, it was sort of free hearing that song, and it was kind of. Well, Almost like I would, I didn't know how to get hold of it, you know. I, w I didn't know how to be able to listen to it, so it's such a treat every time I could hear it. Yeah. And um, and where was home then? Where was growing up? That was in Lincolnshire, so just outside Grantham, just sort of South Lincolnshire. And I remember that being in the kitchen, hearing that, you know, I can't remember what time of year it was, but I just remember distinctly just sitting in a chair, and then my brother was you know, the other side of the table and just being like, wow, this is amazing. It was night time, you know, probably a summer holiday or something, or maybe Christmas actually. But yeah, no, that was, I just, that, that was quite a specific memory. Yeah. And I loved it. Hello. Right. Listen, this episode is brought to you in part by NordVPN. Who are NordVPN? As I keep hearing about them and other podcasters chatting about them. Well, here's just a snippet of what they do. They provide secure and private access to the internet that protects all your devices. 
Change your virtual location in just a click so you find and access streaming platforms at a lower price. So essentially, you can switch location with a click and watch Netflix in the US or Australia. In fact, you can choose from over 5,200 plus servers in 60 countries. There's cybersecurity benefits. Public Wi-Fi, for instance, is notorious for being a hotbed for hackers to steal your data. But by using NordVPN on your devices, it will protect you from hackers. You can grab an exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com forward slash OTBT. Use that code OTBT and get a huge discount off your NordVPN plan plus one additional month for free, a bonus gift. And it's, most importantly, it's completely risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. It's equivalent to buying a cup of coffee every month, and that's a small price to pay for premium cybersecurity and access to vast amounts of entertaining content. Get your exclusive NordVPN deal here at nordvpn.com forward slash OTBT. It's risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. If you had to pinpoint what the emotion was, what do you think that was? I think it was like, I think I, I think it might have, I don't know, it's sort of, you know, as it, I think it was that the feeling of dedication in the song. I know as a child, but I felt like, I, I felt it was very important. And I felt like, I felt kind of dedicated or I wanted to feel, I, I think I feel, felt I wanted to feel like that about something, yeah. you know, someone, I think that's what it was. And it like, you know, I could, I can't remember, but like, sort of like the kind of feeling that makes you sort of want to cry, I think. But yeah, I think it was like a kind of de- a sort of dedication feeling. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to ask you for track three, the song that reminds you of your time at school, please, Henry. Uh, yeah, so this is uh, "Read My Mind" by The Killers, and it just, I do, it just, I can sort of smell school and stuff doing it. I, I mean, it was right when I was like, I love, I'm love music, you know, I love this band. Like, the Hot Fast was a massive thing for for us, and then, and this song "Read My Mind" is just fantastic. And I think it's probably because it was deep down probably my favorite song all throughout school and, and through. It's one of my favourite songs. And it just was just insane. I remember the music video. I remember sort of watching it at break time on TV, you know, at school. Everyone loved it. It was just amazing. And it felt relevant to me. Like I was a young teenager. I think I was 13 or whatever when it came out. And just like the teenage queen, the loaded gun. I just was like, I just feel like it's like, this is my world. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Or like, this is like just that sort of thing. It was, and all the like city walls and trampolines, like hanging on trampolines and stuff. I just felt like that was like, I was it. I was like, I'm just starting this life, whatever this song is, yeah. you know, this is like the life. This is my age, my age group, you know? Yeah. How was that, school? Uh, how was school? I think I really loved it. I messed around a lot. Uh, I took it a lot more seriously when I was much younger, as you always do. And then I realised, like, I could start having fun, get away with stuff. But I, I liked it. I, I had great friends. It's where I started to learn to play music. 
I, I used to enjoy class, like the class that you could kind of just mess around. And there was always one every year, a couple that you could just like, you, you could just, you know, you could get away with messing around. Yeah, yeah. And I loved that stuff. I just loved it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I didn't, I wasn't mad at messing around, but I used to love like when, the, you know, I used to love that kind of freedom and the just being funny and just stuff like that, you know, that kind of jokes. Did you, you don't get anywhere. Where would you go for that now? You can't like. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, you can't. There's no like authority sort of thing that you can like mess around with now, is there? Like, I don't know. Nah, you know. Yeah. Did you know what you wanted to be when you was at school? I think when I was at school, I remember very aware that thinking I always wanted to sing. I always wanted to make music and I always thought I could do it. My earliest, like my happiness was always on music. When I was, I used to, I was a proper sort of emo kid. And I mean that in like emotional, not like I liked emo music as well, but do you know what I mean? I was a proper, like, yeah. I was lost in my music, in my songs that I'd listen to. But I remember being very aware that that wasn't an option at school. They're like, you can't, that's not a world. Yeah. You can't learn to music. It's like you, you, it's not a thing you actually do, you know. So I felt pretty, I'd know, I'd know a fucking clue what I would have done otherwise. And I did believe, I didn't believe till we got going really that it was possible to do it, you know. Yeah. I just, we just took a punt on it. But like, yeah, I, other than that, no idea. I just thought it just seemed, I guess like music, I also wanted to get away from. I just did, I just thought adult life just seemed pretty miserable. Yeah, it is. Right. <laughs> yeah, I got that. Yeah, when I started coming, you know, coming out of my teens, I got very miserable. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, is this what being a grown-up is? And I'm not that miserable anymore, but I definitely went through a patch of being like, <laughs> fucking miserable. <laughs> That's when the Smiths make their way into your life. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um. Okay, look, one more question in the in the formative years, and I'm going to ask you, please, to tell me um, the, the the record, the first record you remember buying from a record shop. Uh, so I think I remember I remember this, and it was in an HMV, and I remember hearing "Shock Horror" by The View, and I thought the beginning of that is just amazing. There's something of magic. It's just magic dust. Was there something that it told you? You know, like. It's like shit. Something's about to happen. A bit like my mind, but just distilled right in that beginning. Yeah, I bought. I went and bought that, and I bought the album, which bitch, because it was on it. So yeah. I bought the whole album, and then I got really. I got into that album. There's a few that I really liked. Just sort of. There's a lot of quite sort of. Oh, oh, sort sort of meaningful kind of like kind of almost like folk sounding tracks on that album it wasn't all just it wasn't all indie you know yeah. like it, it was quite um it had like proper depth yeah and i've I really enjoyed discovering that album but yeah that song i remember hearing that and like being like well i've got 20 quid yeah. you know i can spend some of that like on, on an album yeah so i did and it was great and i played it loads yeah carl's voice is is ridiculously good it's uh i, I don't know if you've I, I had him on the podcast um about a year ago and uh 
He's very much turned his life around. I think maybe around the time of that band, there was all sorts of kind of issues going on with that band and 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 Carl had his troubles. Um, yeah. But he put out an EP before the the, the recent album. He just done some covers, and I don't know if you've heard them, but uh, he does a cover of. I'm gonna. He yeah. does a cover of um, Fleetwood Mac's "Go Your Own Way," and one. I was just, yeah, go on, keep going, sorry. On. And one of Tina Turner's uh, "What's Love Got to Do with It," and they are fucking incredible, mate. Like, yeah, yeah get a chance, go, go and check them out. But, He's got a real soul in his voice, mm. and where, I was thinking, I was going to say that album which bitch there's like some fleetwood it feels kind of fleetwood mac yeah. play that album i was actually going to say that so but hopefully i'm hopefully going to meet him quite soon actually for something so i'm meant to be meeting him ah. maybe this week actually oh, wonderful he's really yeah. nice he's probably almost nice him on sunday but i haven't mm. he's, he's a bit of a hero of mine so but hopefully i'm going to see him in the next couple of weeks oh wonderful wonderful <laughs> just just touching on you know being into music Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply at school and stuff like that and being a you know very sort of emotionally involved in music at a young age was you a was you a confident young lad Nah, i mean i might have appeared confident but i always thought i was the least confident do you know what i mean and i've always i'm definitely more confident now but i i wouldn't have said i was a confident young guy i think i was i was able to be kind of popular and kind of like, you know, I could joke and I love joking and I love laughing, but I wasn't confident and I definitely, you know, yeah, I, I wouldn't, I, I didn't feel confident if I was, you know. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. I, I, I probably seem confident, but I definitely didn't feel it. Yeah. Okay. Tell me about the song that soundtracked your time clubbing, please. All right. Well, this kind of, so this isn't really a club song or whatever, but when, you know, when we used to go out a lot, like, or the early days of going out a lot, kind of after school, um, was we'd play always, like, m- my mates, we'd play Spanish Sahara by Foles. Before, just because it's kind of, it's a bit of like a sort of trance, whatever, and it just build, it just builds up and it just gives you the biggest high by the end of the song. Yeah. I love that song, and it, for a while... And, uh, one of my mates who only really likes dance music, like he, 
he just goes to raves and stuff. And that's one of his favorite songs. And when I liked it and he was like, this is one of my favorite songs. And I was like, Oh, right. You like this, you know? So it kind of tied in a lot of like our friends together with music tastes. And it is just, it is, it's kind of phenomenal. Um, And the, the way the chords sound, I think it's, like four chords you know it's no different but they just it just sounds totally different to anything really it's beautiful i think it's yeah it's amazing yes definitely i think it's definitely my favorite song of theirs and yeah we just listened to it at some point in the night you know before going going out praying we put that on and just turn it up and just like you know by the end of it it's crazy. Ah, choir of fury in your head. Yeah. I'm the fury in your bed. Yeah, it's great. Oh, it's huge, man. That, that's definitely like a fr- like the phrases in that song are so like emotive. Like they've nailed that. Yeah. And so, is it indie nights? You you, you was kind of uh, hanging. And out. also, like we go to like go out on a night do, we do indie nights we do jungle night you know jungle nights techno like whatever like people wanted to go to like we do lots of different stuff but all of it and we kind of just pre to the same stuff and then you know have a great have a great night do you know what i mean like, it wasn't i wouldn't say we, we, we don't just go to one kind of night yeah i think i've got a friendship group that really love nightlife uh but yeah yeah, no, um, not just indie nights, but love indie nights. But you know, just pre we, I'd always pre to that kind of stuff, yeah. and, and then whatever, whatever the night or whatever DJ had had on offer at the time, you know, or whoever was going to be playing that we'd bought yeah. tickets to and stuff. Okay, I'm going to take you home for the next track, Henry, and uh, ask you to tell me a favourite song from an artist from your home county, please. A home county. I thought it was so. Well, I'm going to change it now. I said, I said, Wolf Alice, Giant Peach. I thought it was like home country. I know. You, you, I said I've done 380 of these podcasts. 360 of them, people have done the same, mate. So you're in good company. Don't worry. That's so funny, <laughs> but I can. I tell you, I can pick someone from my home county. Let's do it. I might as well. So I, I was going to do Wolf Alice, Giant Peach because I love that song. But um, Holly Humberston, absolutely happening yeah. right now, is great, and I think I love. God, I love so much of her stuff. Yeah. So she's she's from Lincolnshire. She's from near Grantham. Never met her. Yeah. But like, uh, yeah, I think uh, I love, I think Deep End. Yeah. Great. And the guitar sound on that is just beautiful. I think that was her first song or whatever, but that is a really great song. I'm sure there are other people. I think there's some like, some of the early like first wave rock and roll people in, in the UK. I think Grantham was a big thing for it. Like I heard, like there was... It was like a band came out of Grantham, like the before, sort of like Cliff before Cliff Richard. Oh era. really? I think there were like some whatever. Um, but anyway, but no, but Holly Humberston, Deep End, perfect. That is great. I'm big. I'm a big fan. Yeah. Um, I asked yeah, you- I remember when a friend of mine just sent me her Instagram, being like, "Oh, she's from Grantham. Check check her out." And then like she, she sort of blew up, and I was yeah. like, "Oh, really?" Surprised. I was like, this is great, you know, yeah. I asked you about confidence earlier, um, uh, but I, I want to ask you now, you know, you questioned your confidence insofar as what people might have perceived to actually what you was. Um, 
you've chosen um, a ridiculously difficult industry uh, to achieve the success that you've achieved so far as well is amazing. Are you driven? Yeah, I definitely say we're driven and I definitely say I'm driven. Yeah. And I'm confident in my, the one thing I'm definitely confident is like ability to be able to do this, whatever this is to write a song, yeah, to sing and play. Like it's what, like I just, I'm so drawn to it and it's just so worth it to try, but yeah, massively driven, I think. And then the first, I, you know, we just tried to, I mean, to get off the ground, we grafted super hard. I mean, I'd spend all my time just, I just message all sorts of, get as many friends down to a gig as possible. If I met anyone and that they could be a link or whatever, you know, we keep in touch. I'd send them music, you know, and that's how we got a manager and that's how we started getting off the ground. But yeah, I think, I think definitely, yeah, I think definitely driven. I can safely say that. Yeah. Okay. For the last track, you get to play Tastemaker. Uh, and I'm going to ask you, please, to tell me a song that you think many people may not know that you would like them to hear. Yeah. Well, I'm sure there's plenty of people, there's plenty of people that do know this song, but there's plenty of people that don't. But it's a great song. This, this is by The National called Mistaken for Strangers. Yeah. And it is, it's got a lot in it i mean it's just fantastic it's it's kind of evil sounding it's got kind of emotion it's got amazing wordplay in it it's just super cool and it, it is you know if i could have written this song yeah yeah it's what a band just, what a band what a band yeah i love them um i've seen them once i think i don't think i've seen them twice yeah i saw them once at latitude and it's just super class yeah yeah we make it really easy for people to uh, to, to go and check that out because we put a Spotify playlist together uh, to accompany yeah. the podcast with all your choices uh, and obviously some some of your own music as well. Um, we're already into to, to March uh, and, and it, it, this year seems to be flying already and, and with gigs happening again and festivals happening again, um, lockdown feeling like a distant memory. Um, what are you looking forward to from the rest of this year, Henry, and what's going to be happening professionally yeah well, we've got the album coming out very soon which is gonna be great um and then and then getting out we've got i think i feel like our best summer of gigs lined up we're touring we're doing europe and the uk the festivals are going to be amazing i think we've got more to announce um and then we've got a massive tour in november which is like we've got ali pali in london oh amazing Manchester warehouse. I've got big shows in Glasgow, you know. So we've got a massive tour in November that is going to be great. And then just playing all those festivals up to it, just getting super road worn. I just love, I love just in being in the cycle, you know, being yeah. in the, being on the road, show to show with a million shows to look forward to. Yeah. Uh, so once we get going in April, I think our first shows are in April in, in Europe. Then we're just sort of, going on it's good it's just been great i love the summer festivals are like my play, favorite place to be so i'm gonna be yeah. staying at a couple of them yeah well i'll try and stay at a night or somewhere or whatever but festivals are my favorite i love a festival vibe yeah i love nightlife at a festival after after you know the bands and artists have stopped playing i just yeah it's super lovely yeah it's good fun. i just love the summer let's have i want forever summer yeah 
if people want to keep up to speed with new music, tour dates, where's the best place to keep up to speed? Uh, if you follow our website, which is seagulls.net, that has kind of everything on it. But you know, follow us on Spotify or Apple Music or something. And uh, our Instagram will keep, you know, Instagram and TikTok and Twitter will keep everyone going. It's always Seagulls or Sonic Seagulls. Wonderful. Uh, but yeah. we, 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 we'll, ta- we'll make sure that we take you in it when this comes out. So if people haven't found it already, they can they can do it that way. Henry, it's been a real joy talking records with you, mate. Yeah, Best really of luck. Fun. Enjoy this lovely summer and, you, uh, and have a blast. Great. Awesome. Thanks loads, Henry. Thank you very much. Cheers, mate. Bye-bye. You. There you go. Go check out Seagulls now. Um, thanks ever so much to Henry for giving up his time today. Uh, I think he had a very busy schedule of press. I think I was sort of sandwiched in between all, all manner of um, press commitments today. So I um, appreciate getting some some time with him. Uh, go check him out. Go check him out at the Alley Pally. What a, what a venue to see a band at. Uh, I was lucky enough to see Suede there a few months ago. And, uh, yeah, absolutely um, incredible. Um yeah, as mentioned at the beginning, there's a Patreon. There's an epi- there's, you know, there's 380 episodes in the back catalogue. Um, there's all sorts of links to social media if you'd like to support us on there. And yeah, one-stop shop, people. www.offthebeatandtrackpodcast.com. Go get stuck in. I'll see you next time. Be lovely to each other. Bye-bye. Off the Beat and Track podcast on the Distraction Pieces Network. With me, Stu Whipping. Eat it, monkey.